0: Tom Swalbrick on LBC. Sheila, I'm going to come to your call in just a few moments, but before that, thank goodness he's back. With a tonic for the ears from across the pond, Simon Marks, American Week. Tom, back in the halcyon days when Sterling was riding comparatively high, for millions of Americans, this American Week actually began in London. They were either there, like President Biden and the First Lady... Our hearts go out to the royal family, to King Charles and all the family it's a loss that leaves a giant hole and uh, sometimes you think you'll never you'll never overcome it or Americans were watching on television from this side of the Atlantic that crown carries a lot of history she wore it often all the way back to her uh, days of coronation Bleary eyed early risers found the US television networks wall to wall with events in the UK. Transmissions began at dawn. The general entertainment channels, the news channels, even the right wing cable channels that more usually proudly celebrate America's independence from Britain in 1776 all of them cleared their programming for the royal events. Extraordinarily moving to see Queen Elizabeth the come home for the last time. I think it's interesting because it's royalty and we don't have royalty. We don't really know what that's all about to uh... Have that in the United States. Yeah, I mean, you can't help but watch. Yeah, every channel had it. Yeah, I missed my traffic and weather report because of that. We've got the crown jewels. They've got traffic and weather on the eights. It's a trade off. By the time President Biden returned to the White House on Monday night, there were other matters vying for his attention, some of them of his own creation. In an interview with the 60 Minutes program on CBS, the president claimed the COVID 19 pandemic is over. Except his own government says it isn't. After all, more than 3,000 Americans lost their lives to the virus this week alone. On the international stage, President Biden caused more headaches for his White House staff as CBS correspondent Scott Pelley hastened to point out to the 60 Minutes audience. What should Chinese President Xi know about your commitment to Taiwan? We agree with what we signed on to. We are not encouraging them being independent. We're not, that's their decision. But would U.S. forces defend the island? Yes, if in fact there was an unprecedented attack. After our interview, a White House official told us U.S. policy has not changed. Officially, the U.S. will not say whether American forces would defend Taiwan. Except the U.S. president clearly said there that American forces will defend Taiwan. A policy once described as strategic ambiguity now increasingly looks unambiguous to American military commanders and, of course, to Beijing. The president spent much of his week steeped in international issues, joining world leaders at U.N. headquarters in New York for the annual opening of the General Assembly. This war... Is about extinguishing Ukraine's right to exist as a state, plain and simple. The president, speaking just hours after Vladimir Putin, ordered the first partial call-up in Russia since the Second World War and again threatened to use nuclear weapons in his quest to conquer Ukraine. Russia has shamelessly violated the core tenets of the United Nations Charter. Whoever you are, wherever you live, whatever you believe, That should not, that should make your blood run cold. The UN was also the setting for the President's first face-to-face meeting with the Prime Minister. Thank you very much, Mr. President, for welcoming me. The public statements before the meeting were somewhat perfunctory. And as you say, Mr. President, we are steadfast allies. You're our closest ally in the world and there's a lot we can do, continue to do together. But one thing they won't be doing together is forging a trade deal between the US and the UK. On her way to New York, the Prime Minister conceded an agreement is still years away, bowing to the geopolitical reality of an American president focused on domestic priorities and worried about the Prime Minister's plans for the Northern Ireland Protocol. It's not a surprise to me because free trade agreements take a long time to negotiate. At the White House, National Security Adviser Jake Sullivan with the counterpoint to borrow Boris Johnson's erstwhile claim that the UK was first in line for a trade deal with America. And that's doubly true with respect to a potential US-UK trade agreement, because as President Biden has said many times, he's looking to uh, move beyond the old model of an FTA to a model that is actually more geared to today's economic realities. Elsewhere in America, this was the week when reality once again bit for former President Donald Trump. We are filing a lawsuit against Donald Trump for violating the law as part of his efforts to generate profits for himself, his family his company. New York State's Attorney General Letitia James bringing the hammer down on Donald Trump, his sons Eric and Don Jr and his daughter Ivanka. All of them accused of conspiracy to inflate the Trump organization's assets in order to secure loans from financial institutions on favorable terms. Donald Trump falsely inflated his net worth by billions of dollars to unjustly enrich himself And to cheat this system thereby cheating all of us her action seeks 250 million dollars in restitution and she wants to bar the trump's plural from ever running businesses in new york again she's also made a criminal referral to the department of justice meaning even more serious charges could soon follow they've demeaned me for years with this stuff There's something wrong with them. I I really believe they hate our country. The former president took to Sean Hannity's program on Fox News to insist it's all a witch hunt and that his business dealings are pure as the driven snow. And in that same interview, he made an absolutely breathtaking claim about top secret documents seized last month from his Mar-a-Lago estate by the FBI. Documents that he insists without any supporting evidence he declassified while he was in office. Is there a process? What was your process to declassify? It doesn't have to be a process, as I understand it. You know, there's different... People say different right. things, but as I understand, it, there doesn't have to be. If you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it. Merely by thinking about declassifying a document, you can declassify it. If only the same logic applied to winning the premium bonds, but I've tried it and it doesn't. It is the most brazen claim made about executive power here since Richard Nixon told David Frost that whatever a president does is, by definition, legal because he's the president. It is out-of-this-world stuff. Now, regular listeners will know that whenever possible, I like to end American Week with a bit of a musical number. And tonight, Elton John will be playing the South Lawn of the White House, so I was thinking of running a bit of Rocket Man. But then, along came something that eclipsed it. It was quite a long work in progress, because I wanted to make sure I didn't mess up on the mission or the vision of what the Space Force does. That is Jamie Teachner, an Air Force veteran who stepped forward when the Space Force, the newest branch of the U.S. military, decided it needed its own song. The song has its own behind-the-scenes video in which the Chief of Space Force Operations, General Jay Raymond, makes an appearance. He worked uh, just a masterful arrangement to this song, and it all comes together into something that I hope That guardians around the world will be proud of. He likes it. Now you can be the judge. Here, for the first time, I think, on British radio, is the official song of the US Space Force. They've got us covered up there, America's real-life guardians of the galaxy. The closing lyric, there's no limit to our sky, we're the space force from on high. Now that's real songwriting, Tom, never mind what Elton says. From Washington, D.C., where things are turning ever more crazy, LBC's Simon Marks.